Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to Hashtag Sponsored, where the outfits are hot and the dick pics are not. Let's get right into it. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Do not listen to this if you're gonna go watch I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer. So I went to see the Amy Schumer movie last night oh. and I didn't like it very much. I didn't have high expectations. I used to think What's she was kind of, of the movie? funny, but um, it's called I, I Feel, Feel pretty. pretty. I Feel Pretty. I forgot for a second. <laughs> I did have a couple of drinks in the movie. And like, I don't even know really what the concept is. So the concept of the movie is that she is basically very, very insecure and is like, I'll just go through the premise and then I'll go through my own yes. know, interpretation of that. But basically she is really insecure and she just wants to be pretty and that's what her whole life is about. And then she falls off the bike at a spin class and hits her head really hard and she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, I'm a, I'm a 10. Like I'm amazing. I'm incredible. And so you see her go and like live her life and be like, I'm a 10 and my life is great because I'm so pretty. And she still looks exactly the same. And she looks exactly the same. And she has insecurities because of, she thinks she's ugly or because of her body or both or what is it? Unclear, but I got, I mean, they give you like ideas about what women are supposed to look like with, um, you know that girl from the Robin Thicke music video? What's her name? Like Emery Rada? Like M. It's like some name like that, but yes, the model, yeah, the very yeah, the model. Thin, she was, she was European in it looking model as being like you know the ideal, and so that was pretty clear. It was okay. My thing with it was that her okay. There's a few things. A, it was kind of like the movies that were made in the '80s, where like the only thing the girl cares about is being like stick thin and beautiful in a very specific way. Okay, and then her dream job was to get. A receptionist gig at this like beauty place that she already worked at but she worked at some like shitty version of it in Chinatown down in some basement and she just desperately wanted to make less money being like pretty enough to be the receptionist at this fucking place it was like okay. oh wow that's really what we should be striving for like really like they could have they could have made it into this like funny thing about what it's like to be like the privileges of what it's like to be a beautiful woman and how right. that can be funny and then how she could realize that like there there's more to life mm-hmm. but like the way that she like she had like an aha moment but like she never really realized anything my thoughts I about Amy Schumer about in Amy, general Amy Schumer. she lost my loyalty to her I think that she is very talented as a comedian. I think she's very funny. I do think that a lot of her comedy has to do with the fact that she was always a bigger girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about how her arm, her upper arm, is the size of girls' thighs in L.A. And, and even on her show, she did this whole thing about trying to find plus-size clothes and that like she had to go out to like pasture where like um, <laughs> the girl from Girls was there. What's her name? <laughs> 
Uh, um, Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham was like out there, like she found a top out there by like the the far back for plus size clothes. So well, Amy something- Schumer makes a lot of money off yeah. of feeling bigger, feeling not the standard of beauty, and apparently this movie is about um, her feeling like she's not meeting up to beauty standards. However, she made a very public controversy and complaint about the fact that her name was used in an issue of, I don't even know if it was Marie Claire or, or mm-hmm. what big big Vogue magazine, or something like that, yeah, yeah. that they used her name because it was a plus size issue. And they were like, oh, we look up to people like Adele, Amy Schumer, uh, Melissa McCarthy. So they mentioned her name. And she threw this big stink about it that she doesn't want to be called plus size because she actually wears a size eight and she didn't know why they were including her in this huge beauty magazine. Mm-hmm. And all I think that did was put further negativity on the word plus size. She obviously doesn't want to be associated with that. And she just made it all the hard work that the plus size community put to like reclaiming that word and feeling comfortable in your body and not caring about what size you're wearing. She just like knocked it down 10 notches and you know, we're reclaiming the word fat. Like it's no longer like a negative thing. So these people that are saying they don't want to be called plus size very publicly because they're celebrities is just hurting the whole body positive movement, I think. And then she went on Jimmy Fallon and he was like, Oh, you know, we saw you in the magazine and, you know, whatever. He brought up this issue and she was like, oh, yeah, apparently, like, I'm a plus-size model now. And I was like, whoa, oh, Schumer, like, yeah. no one called you a plus-size model. Like, relax. Because that really offended me that all of a sudden, because she was called plus-size, now she's a plus-size model or... Well, as soon as you're plus-size now, you know this, right? As long as you're plus-size and you take a photo, now you're a plus-size model. Because nothing, model. Else, nothing else goes into it. We don't put any other work into it. Did you know that? I did know that. Um, We did get people ask us about that, that what do we think about people that just start an Instagram, they're plus size, and they say that they're a model overnight. I mean, you could say you're an aspiring model, and I mean, I still kind of feel like one some days because I don't get to say this is my only job, but I mean, if you're a model, you're working in print and runway and editorials and you know you were getting paid to be in front of the camera you have skills that you have learned and worked on right you're not just taking photos on your iphone i mean there's a place for that but it doesn't mean you're a professional model i don't think yeah i'm very protective of the fact that i have experience and things that i'm bringing to the table as a model whether it's print runway posing um and so i I support everybody that's trying to go after their dreams and their goals and they're practicing and they're working at it. But I do think there's a difference between just starting out and being a seasoned model as far as what skill you're bringing to the job. And if you are a seasoned model, then you would know that. You, I think it's pretty easy to tell by people just saying, oh, I'm a model now, that like they probably don't know much about the industry yet because there's so much to learn every day and you're, there's always more to learn. With, Posing and photographers and lighting and makeup and styling. There's, it's a never-ending. It's a lot it, of work. It doesn't necessarily go for plus-size or curvy girls. You could be an extremely yeah. stunning, beautiful, thin woman. That doesn't make you a model. Yeah. And you can be a very gorgeous plus-size woman. That doesn't make you a model. So it goes. it's not specific to body type, I don't and, think. Yeah, just being photogenic also, too, doesn't mean that you are now a model. Like, you know, we have certain exactly. skills and certain things that I'm trailing off. And I say that the most 
successful and the people that are booking the most jobs are the most hardworking. They're not necessarily the most beautiful or the most talented sometimes. They're just the people that are going to the audition, going to the casting when you're at home, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's something to be said about just hard workers are successful because of that. They're out there, they're hustling and doing their thing. You can learn to be photogenic too. You can learn to evoke emotion from your face and that is, it's like acting, it's an art form and it's complicated and mm -hmm. hard work. Now you can't just go come in and do it. You know, you can come in and for bring sure. certain things, genetic privileges to the table for sure, but there's more to it than that. So in closing, no Amy Schumer, you are not a plus size model. We don't need you to back us in our community. We're doing just fine on our own. And Ooh, zing. congratulations and you're welcome for you making all your money over the fact of the joke that you were the bigger girl because you took that from the plus community mm -hmm. and owned it and made money off of it but you don't want to be associated with us then no problem we don't need you and stop making money off of fat jokes then yeah do something else yeah talk about how you're a size eight <laughs> what about this goes along with a lot of models for instance, Ashley Graham mm -hmm, I was gonna saying ask you about that me. she just wants to be called a model and not a plus size model, or she wants to be called curvy. I mean, like you said before, it's just giving it a negative connotation when we've been trying to build a positive connotation. And again, going back to Amy Schumer, I think she could have acknowledged like, hey, I mean, to be realistic, I am not a size zero, but I'm also not a size 14, which is where plus size starts. I completely support all of my plus size girls, and I love them, and I support this plus size community, mm -hmm. and I'm proud to be associated with that. However, just you know, so you know, I am a size eight. Like, it goes, like, I understand her wanting to tell people, like, that there's a range of sizes. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I, and like, I guess the idea that an eight is enormous is a fucking joke and that's I think that's part of her point but again I do think she could have done it in a way that supported us instead of tearing us down yeah it seemed like she was just taking offense to it and that was the overall message I think like you said she could have said it in a better way and I understand why people want to eliminate labels or separation in the modeling world but I just think it's a mistake and it's doing more harm than good to try to say plus size shouldn't be in the title or that plus size is bad I think we've worked hard to be proud of who we are in this community I'm so happy to be in this community I don't yeah. know if you feel that way like I feel like finally I'm in a supportive group of women and men that are celebrating being plus size and owning their bodies so I would never look down upon that or say we shouldn't use it anymore especially like, if I was making money off of it like come on guys it's like biting the hand that feeds you why are you attacking the company that built you from day one we, these are all plus-size fashion brands that are hiring you the only point that really does make sense like I said before is that there are a wide range of sizes and a four is not a big size you know like that's mm. what they're trying to say is that like four six you know like those like normal size girls, like really a normal size girl in America, the average is a 14, 16. 14, 16 like yeah. that's a normal size girl. So to say that a zero is normal is kind of offensive. And I think that's part of what people are trying to say, but doing it poorly by shitting on plus size. And do you think, what do you think about the controversy of curvy versus plus size or, or what's the difference? Or people say that 
a lot of plus size or fat women are labeling themselves as curvy and that's wrong or something. I've seen that on Instagram. Like, oh, you're not curvy. Or people will be like, you're not curvy, you're not fat. That's what people call themselves now that are fat. Like, people think of it as just being like an hourglass shape. I mean, I say call yourself what you want to call yourself as long as you're not like shitting on someone else especially someone in your community (laughs) and these terms are so subjective over time like I remember when I got called thick when I was like 14 and I cried about it but now I'm like celebrating I know I know it's It's such a compliment to me now it's so relative the same thing like one one little one of the girls that I nannied for on the Upper East Side who didn't who was not familiar with that terminology Mm -hmm. I'll tell you right now when she was like 10 she was like you know she's like you're not like she said, you're not super fat, but, like, you're not, like, you're not skinny. Like, you're definitely oh not God. skinny. She's like, you're kind of thick. And I was like, you don't know what that means, but thanks. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like a terrible thing to start a conversation like that about describing about your body. Like, I, I don't know. Kids don't have a filter, though. I've had people oh, like, like, kids I didn't ask realize. me. Yeah, she was, like, 10. That's <laughs> oh, why it was so oh, funny. Okay. Like, and I've had kids ask me if I'm pregnant before, too. And I'm just like, mm, that's not a polite question. I've had that too. Never ask a woman <laughs> that ever, even if she's literally like in stirrups about to give birth. Just don't go there. You know what I think is a slippery slope to tell people who their celebrity lookalike is. Or like, oh, you remind me of this person because you never know what that person's reaction is to the person you're about to say they look like. I just think you should never tell people. You should just never talk about anyone's look like. looks ever, other than to just be complimentary. Like, yeah, yeah. if you don't feel complimentary toward them, toward them, that's fine. You don't have to, but you just also don't have to remark on it. That's right. Fine. It's never going to help anyone. They're never going to be like, wow, that shitty comment about my face really made me want to go get plastic surgery. And then I did it. It was a great thing. Like, yeah. you know, that's never going to be the thing that makes a great change in your life (laughs) yeah it's never a good idea to compare people to someone else even if you think that they're super attractive you don't know what the other person's gonna say definitely why do you have someone that like did you have something that happened once where like I I guess you said that like I can say it but I've heard it from a lot of different people that they say the same thing I have to look up who mine is right now while you're saying that because I can't remember somebody once told me that I resembled JWoww to them I, I love Jersey Shore. I think they're all great. But the only reason they said I looked like JWoww was because we both had black hair and we were curling it in the same way. Like, yeah. to me, JWoww has a very different look than me. Like, she's very, like, more, um, honestly, like, like a kind of, like, masculine features. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm that type of woman. So that kind of just pissed me off in that way. And I mean, like, what... I don't know. I just don't think that it's a good thing to tell people who they look like. Have you ever gotten a good one that you were like, oh, thank you? <laughs> yes. Like a soap opera star, which like a lot of soap opera girls are gorgeous. But you never know. Like you never know what the person's reaction is going to be and what they're going to go home now like thinking about what you said that they look like. I don't know. I just don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. Are you ready for mine? I have to mm-hmm. Google her, her name because I yes. forgot. Um, Gina Davis. Oh, yeah, you do. I, mean, I don't know if that's, that was I, a good thing to say. No, I think she's I, I gorgeous. Always, yeah. I always just, like, I think she's gorgeous, but I, I like, I don't know, especially when I was young and I got it, I was kind of like, she's a lot older, older. than me. Like, it just made me feel, like, kind of weird. There's similarities, I think, in your faces. I don't know what it is, if it's, like, your mouths are similar or something, or, like, similar kind of, mm, similar kind of, like, 
skin tone. Like, people will just, like, grasp onto anything. Like, oh, you have the same nose, so I, we'll probably... I, yeah, I just When she was younger, it. I think, yeah. more. Like, more like um, the baseball movie. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that was. I mean, I think she's beautiful. I just don't get... I don't get it at all. Molly yeah. Ringwald, I've gotten that before. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? The one, of course, I was happy about when I was skinny and younger was Angelina Jolie, because I have a big mouth. Oh, which, yeah. of course, I don't look anything like her except for my mouth, but... Let's see if people will just I grasp like, onto something. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, like, when I was younger, I had long dark hair straight and bangs across so people said I was Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years like when I was like 12 and yeah at that time I sort of looked like her and I was like okay but yeah nobody looks like anybody we're all just I'm the celebrity actually that I look like Bella Bombshell I look like Bella Bombshell you look like Mira Rose I'm a celebrity we wanted to talk about an interesting casting that both of us went on uh, last week that we found online t- for women to come and openly talk about pooping. pooping. <laughs> There's no great way to say it. We went in and had to tell an embarrassing poop story, and, and it was pretty funny. Yeah, we had to come in with a story that was either embarrassing or that we were reclaiming the fact that there should be no shame around women pooping. Taking a big old dump. Because we're all human and we all do it. I'm so, I remember getting so annoyed with men who, when I used to work a restaurant job, they were talking about, oh, I would never let my girlfriend, like, I never want to see her shit or fart near me. She would have to just go outside. Oddly enough, I have a couple of girlfriends that are like that with their boyfriends. And I'm kind of like, how? You live with this guy. Like, how is... I would have a constant stomachache. I know. Especially (laughs) in New York, like, there's, the walls are paper thin, like... I mean, it's, there's no hiding it. There's nothing, when I first, you know, moved in here, mm-hmm. I would make, I would banish him. He would call it banishing him. I'd be like, you got to go to the bedroom and put on headphones. Oh, really? Because, like, I couldn't relax if I knew there was, like, an audience <laughs> nearby. <laughs> I mean, I understand. There's such a stigma around it that, like, women don't shit, don't smell bad. Yeah. And I'm a pretty smelly beast. <laughs> but now it's evolved where now you feel comfortable and you can yeah, now just I'm do like, whatever I you want. I can just like, you know, be like, yeah, I'm going to go take a shit. Yeah, I mean, I've been in relationships where I went to the bathroom with the door open and like farting was such a funny, fun, silly part of our relationship. <laughs> like I can't imagine not having that part of our relationship because like we always would joke around. I would like come home and like save it until I walked in the door. Oh like, my God, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> so important for us to show that like girls any type of girl you know hot girl whatever girl farts like, can I talk no... about this for one second though like my butt is so big <laughs> that like I can't really Thank do God. it very silently like there's something about the billowing of the cheeks <laughs> and like the way the acoustics work like I you're can't... a musician through and through <laughs> <laughs> I'm really very musical about it and it's kind of embarrassing because I kind of have some intestinal struggles. I've got a little IBS in there. So you're never and silent like, but deadly? Like, you can't ever be if silent? If I have a thong on, I can. Like, if I'm, like, out in the world, because usually my pants are so tight and the thong is so tight. The that thong like, is, like, suppressing the yeah, sound. Yeah, it suppresses the sound. So <laughs> it's a dampening effect, just similarly to how a piano works. And so we had to talk at this casting about pooping in some story. Um, I mean, I talked about a story where I was cooking for a significant other in college and I was making taco meat and I ended up making more because I was still hungry, but that person didn't have any more and I just cooked it too fast. 
and I ended up getting food poisoning and just literally was coming out of both ends during oh, our date night. God. And I ended up shitting on the floor. Oh, God. <laughs> because uh, obviously I didn't think like, oh, I can sit on the toilet and like puke into a bucket or a garbage bale. No, I was like, oh, I have to be throwing up now. Like I'm on the floor. And so well, that was my story. When you're hemorrhaging from both sides like that, that's fair. <laughs> my brain was poisoned, literally. And so uh, that was, the poo brought us together and it was great. I mean, I really, what's funny is it wasn't a really an embarrassing moment because I was that comfortable already with that person at that time that like they just were helping me and it was okay. <laughs> but for the sake of the casting, I did kind of turn up the dramatics a little bit. Of course. You're like, it was so awful and he judged me and it, it was, was our first date. It was you know, stigma. but it honestly wasn't. Can you imagine that being your first date? I think I would literally jump off the Verrazano Bridge. That was my first date here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything. I was. know. It would, that was a little much for the first time. But maybe there is a positive at the end of the poo. That you, a positive at the end you're of the just, poo. You've laid it all out there, literally. That You've got nowhere else up, to go. Right? Like, what else do you need? Comfort I mean, that's level. always a move is to hit rock bottom, like, first. Date one. I've also really thought about, like, going on dates, like, you know, no makeup, pajamas, just, like, maybe got a stomach gig, you know, like, maybe hungover. Just, like... Yeah. Maybe PMSing, just kind of like the worst of what you're going to get and be like, so are you still into this or not? Like, Definitely. do you want to deal with this? You like this, baby? I think that's good advice for people on dating apps. Like, don't put like your glamour shots on dating apps and then you show up in person and they're not expecting your photoshopped flawless skin. You know, I think it's best to have a mix of like what you really kind yeah. of look like. I don't know if that's bad advice, but... No, of course it's not. It's never bad advice to tell the truth. That's like, never bad advice. You do that. Aim low, put all the terrible photos, and yeah. then show up exactly. looking amazing. Exactly. Better to be surprised than disappointed. Always. Yeah. Always. So yeah, that's... Um, do you have any casting nightmare stories recently? Um, like, these are the things that we do as models. We go to all these castings all the time. We're sitting in line. I mean, how many did we go together during Fashion Week? We're just sitting outside in these freezing long lines waiting to get in for these gigantic open and calls. And I love how they all want to put that on social media. They're like, okay, yeah. now when we come across with the camera for Snapchat, scream like you're having the best time of your life. Yeah, scream all you losers, scream. <laughs> that was the worst. So bad. I've had a lot of embarrassing throughout the years because I've done like acting things or reality TV auditions and stuff where they want me to dance. Mm-hmm. And they'll either just like put on music real quick or there'll be no music. Oh and my just god. Like, we'll add this later. Like, let's just show us your moves. So awkward. Like, for what do you do? Like, a little two step? Oh like, my gosh. I'm like, okay, like, put on Beyonce. Like, I don't know. That's just really embarrassing to it's be like, awkward. oh, just show us what you can do real quick. I have to think about like what I would even do. I'd be like, well, do you want me to do this ironically? Or like, am I going to disco? Like, am I trying to be sexy or shake my butt? Or is this appropriate? I had a weird job in the last year, which is a classic plus size model job where I was hired to be the before person of a b-roll video which b-roll is like the extra video where there's like a dubbed over narrator Mm -hmm. talking about something like during a commercial and you're just like acting out a scene that's not actually happening where um i was going there and and i was supposed to be the person that was going to get this new weight loss procedure which is where you swallow these gigantic i'm holding my fingers up because it's like almost it's like huge it's the biggest pill I've ever seen them. It looks like a horse pill. Wow. Um, you swallow three of them and they turn into giant balloons in your stomach and then you don't 
eat anymore. So I had to just like be like nodding and squeezing the little balloon and smiling. Oh and the, the, the little chair in the doctor's room didn't move and they wanted us to be really close together because it was a very tight shot. So I'm like six inches away from this doctor's face <laughs> who's like sweating and really not used to being on camera and really uncomfortable. Oh, and I'm just like, they're like, just talk. And they're, and they're like, what are you going to do when you win the lottery? And I'm just like trying to like crack jokes. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, if I won a million dollars in New York, like I'd be able to afford a rat den in Brooklyn. Like, because that's all you can get for that around here. Yay. And like, they're laughing at me. And it was just so funny. I think people it's so awkward. Like, don't know that there's a lot of medical ads that plus size models or plus size people can, can go for because um, they'll put ads that are high paying. Um, I mean, castings for high paying medical ads that you technically are like the overweight person. You know, it's not glamorous. It's not the glamorous side of modeling, but I've gotten paid a lot to do that. I'll do whatever, pay me, I don't care. Give me the cash, <laughs> please. I had to go to a medical casting once where apparently they were photographing your back, but they had us in pasties. Like we had to be topless mm. and they put like this, and it was legit, like it was at a legit place that I have gone to castings before. It wasn't like someone's basement and take your shirt off and put the sticker on your tip. <laughs> but sticker it was tip. pretty much the most revealing that I had to do. Didn't get the job. Um, oh no. But so I did those. It's so hard to have the, so much rejection every single day. I don't want to like, I don't want this whole, you know, positivity, but like <laughs> it really does get to you on some days. Just, just no after no after no. Yeah. And I traveled all the way to DC in one day for a casting that was high paying. And so it was how a many, medical ad. how many hours were you on the bus? 10 hours? At least, yeah. Plus, at least eight. Plus you had to be, get on the train or the Uber, you know, whatever, when you were back in the city too, mm -hmm. from the bus station. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it works for you if you go to a different city because New York is so populated with people that want to be models, want to be actors. So sometimes it's a good idea to go to Boston or Connecticut or Philly or DC in this case to go to the casting because sometimes there's less people, but I don't know if it was worth it, but it was one of those medical ads that they would have to poke and prod. They were like, are you comfortable being poked and prodded at your fat areas? Oh God. I was like, maybe I think I just like wasn't confident enough you were like give me money in them saying like yeah I would love for you to photograph like my most flabby part you know what they should do when they're doing that is they should be sticking money into the like <laughs> the crevices like I think if I'm gonna be naked you should just even for the casting you should be putting 20s in my ass crack like right. I think that's how that should work or I can think of a ridiculous casting that I see over and over and over again it's for hair models but you must be between a zero and a four. Oh, I see that all the time. Because those are the only people that have hair. Apparently. Yeah, they're the only people that are beautiful enough to be a model with hair. You have to be zero to four. We don't have hair. No, you don't. Question from our DMs at Sponsored Podcast. Do you ever get reactions to your modeling from the opposite side of the spectrum? Meaning, have you ever been fetishized. Nice. So, you did that. <laughs> That's a weird word. It's very weird. It's very weird. In or out of a dating scenario? 
I do think that a lot of curvy girls do, but that could be said for any type that has been quieted or, or seen to be as like not attractive or I don't know how to describe this. Like let's say maybe nerdy girls are also good at, at head because nerdy used to be a negative thing, but now nerdy is cool. And the same thing as curvy. So I think that a lot of um, types that were necessarily um, unattractive or unsexy have developed better skills in order to like perform well in the bedroom and kind of distract from the fact that maybe I don't look like the ideal type naked. So I'm gonna give the best head you've ever had of course, to distract you from that. I mean, my, I've dated guys that were like, you have to do this because you're not pretty enough to like just lay there like or they'll say things like oh well like the pretty skinny girls just lay there because they don't have to do anything but like right. the bigger girls work for it because they know they have to which is bullshit but it's you know a common misconception that right. then turns into truth over time because so many people believe the you know false lies yeah and same thing with men if they're super handsome or have a big dick oh, they yeah. also won't they affect don't their they skills in other ways yeah, I mean, any privilege like that, like, then turns into laziness, whether, you know, in many forms other than the bedroom, too. But, like, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'll say it. I think curvy girls do get better head. Hey. I I'll said it. That. There's exceptions, of course. I love all my skinny friends. <laughs> and I think that I've noticed a lot of men might want to fuck curvy girls, but they don't necessarily want them on their arm as a girlfriend. I mean, the the... I've noticed that as growing up, things are changing now that curvy is hot and thick is cool, but I do still see that, and and from some of my friends that are out there in the dating world, they feel like, yeah, people find me sexy and attractive, but they're not necessarily ready to show their friends and their family their size 20 girlfriend. You know, they feel like there's still Mm -hmm. a stigma or still a stereotype about that type of beauty. Well, if you happen to be a type that's, you know, that farther outside the spectrum than someone that can fit in a little bit more easily like I definitely Mm -hmm. am lucky enough that I know that I'm smaller plus I so like I try to acknowledge that like hey I've had it easier than some of my friends when I'm talking about how I've struggled like people have it way worse than a lot of us you know like we have it good in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. so not you know not to brag but just to acknowledge that like we're lucky but at the same time I think the farther out you go it is harder where people will think of you as like a token object and they're like really into it but they don't they feel shame around people get really ashamed about their secret sexual nature for sure if it's not societal like society accepted by society definitely and I think as men or even I don't know I think as people get older then they're able to be more open and confident about what they like and what they don't like when you're 16 and you're in high school you might succumb to those pressures of what's a stereotype of beauty but then as you get older I think you're able to shout loud and proud what you like. Loud and proud. And I don't necessarily think curvy or plus size or liking someone fat is going to be a fetish. I mean, I guess it could be. No, it can be, but it doesn't. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it definitely, like, anyone that has grown up and not been as socially accepted is can be fetishized, but anyone can be fetishized. Can I mean, be. like, any guys will find... We can go through our DMs right now. Like, I just got another foot DM. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, you want to pay me? Sure. Do women have fetishes? Is that? 
I know, a thing, do I you? Know girls I girls that are like very into certain things. I mean, I have tastes, but I don't feel like I like that's fetish that is anything. I guess mm, I have strong tastes. I'll say that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that for a sec. But we'll save that for another episode. We'll save that for our hashtag sponsored After Dark, which we are featuring on Patreon. Bonus episodes, longer, unedited, uncensored, sexy. Talk, wine films. wine, 2 a.m. sleepover chats. So subscribe to that. You can find the link in my bio at Bella Bombshell and get extra content because that's four dollars a month. Sweet. You're gonna get some extra For sexy pointers, which that. you know, pointers, guys. You could use a couple of those sometimes. Um, women definitely, too. Women absolutely. too. But we're honest about the things we like, the things we don't like. I've used to, when I was growing up and just starting to, like, be sexual, I Googled everything. Of course. I would buy, like, sex books that you could get at Urban Outfitters, like, how to. I definitely, like, looked at the Kama Sutra and I was like, what is this position? I would ask my friends, like, well, what do you do? Like, how do you give head? Like, what am I supposed to do with balls? Like, what is that? My high school girlfriend wanted to watch me do it to my high school boyfriend because he said that I was so good at it. And I was like, you can watch it if you want because I'm the best. Ah." No. (laughs) She chickened out, understandably. (laughs) But like, everybody should want to be on top of their game with their skills. Yeah. Too many people are settling for... Men and women are just settling for mediocrity and there's really no excuse. Just like any other skill, you you gotta practice it Mm-hmm. You gotta hone your craft. You gotta commit to it. You gotta, you gotta keep keep it up regularly. I remember when uh, friends of mine would hook up with someone that they didn't necessarily like, or maybe they regretted it. Like maybe it was just like a moment um, that they hooked up with this person. They're like, oh, but I don't see myself with them. We'd always be like, it's practice, good practice. <laughs> like made us feel better about the fact that we maybe slept with this person. You know what? It's good practice. Oh God. <laughs> and then you get to a certain age, and you're just like, fuck. Another one bites I'm the dust. Over-practicing. I'm over-practicing. <laughs> I'm like, you should be good by now! You should be good at this! It's like, continually disappointed. Like, the, don't you think that's like the women's refrain for sexuality? It's like, really? Yeah, okay, again. I feel like that's like the most common. Oh, like I've had a lot of letdown experiences, so I guess I'm letting that color my experience naturally. I don't know if I could say that for everybody, but mm-hmm. maybe it's just kind of been around the block a little bit, but like, I don't know. I've just been... I think we need to get over the fact that sex doesn't necessarily end when the man comes. Like, yeah. it can continue on to finish off the girl and please them. Like, it's not over, like, when you do. Yeah, you can also feel free to make me get off first and then get off, and then you can feel free to do it again. Like, that's fine, you yeah. know? It doesn't have to Once, be a one-to-one twice. ratio. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening to Hashtag Sponsored. Go and check us out on Instagram. Follow our page. Give us all of the likes and comments and engagement. And, you know, maybe we'll read one of your DMs on our show. Yes, absolutely. Send us DMs and follow us at Sponsored Podcasts, at Mia Rose, and at Bella Bombshell. See you next week. Bye-bye. On the next episode of Hashtag Sponsored, Whatever happened to Bella Bombshell's followers? What happened to them? We're going to follow up on the buying followers story. Check it out next week.